this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Mistira, Kit, Bria, and Fluke. Last week, Bizdira almost died. Now, yes, I realize that could be the introduction for at least half a dozen episodes from the past three years. So uh, to make it a little more distinct, I will also say Flick also almost died. All right, I wanted it to be fair. <laughs> During our adventurous fight with a plant creature in the woods of the Southern Island, a series of unfortunate moon magic effects left them in dire straits, with Bizdira and Flick unconscious. Fortunately, in the instant before Flick passed out, he reached deep deep inside himself and used his infernal heritage to rebuke the creature with the flames of hell, destroying it and freeing him and Bizdira. Some quick thinking and a few heals later and our party was back on their feet and ready to proceed down the road. What else will our friends discover during their journey? Will the severed vine tentacles that fled into the forest make a return? And what happened to Sniv? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Is that why you were Bull? laughing? I, doesn't sure he usually burrow? Tree. Yeah. <laughs> I think you had him burrow yes, the- in the sand once before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. When we were on the beach and you all were fighting the bones on the eastern island, mm-hmm. he, he yes, burrowed into yes. the sand. And uh, actually, why don't I have... Oh, well, I, well, we're... Oh, I, geez, I was so ready to jump right You're in. ready. Okay. My, my yeah. final questions have been so... Uh, engaging to the four of you that we've like sort of jumped in so quickly this time last time and this week but I guess do we have anything to talk about before we go looking for Sniff? I just think that if like if a listener was really curious about like which episodes were recorded at the same mm-hmm. time they could tell yeah. by how ready we are to jump into yeah. Yeah. the game. 150%. Yeah. Definitely. So let's hop in, shall we? I think that's oh, are nice. We, yes, are let's we doing do it. That? Okay. I, I mean, we certainly are. can. I mean, uh, all of us are hurting pretty bad can, here. Can we? Yeah. Can I take a short rest? <laughs> I can sing us a little song if you like. Oh, uh, you know. All right. All right. All right. We're hopping. In. Wait a minute. Have... Wait a minute. I haven't started the music yet. Hold oh. on. Well, no, right, I we provide go. the music. That's the whole point. <laughs> At least right now. I have to. I do have a sidetracky story. Oh um, my god! Okay. I just started the music. Fine, <sighs> turn it off. So, um, listeners, I want you to know that he doesn't actually play music when we play. So he's just doing that for <laughs> editing the purposes. You're going to cut everything. this out anyways. My daughter uh, has become obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas, and she's two. So we were like, we don't know Such about this. Taste. We don't know like if it's going to be too scary because the older you get, I think the scarier it is. But she really likes like the design of it. She really likes the music, and she's always asking me to sing songs of characters. So she'll like see a character, she'll be like Barbie song, whatever, and I'm like, they don't have a song. Mm-hmm. But she asked for Sally song, which is literally called Sally song, and I don't know the words because I didn't watch the movie a lot when I was growing up. Um, so I just sing it on dues and every time I'm like, I sound just like Alex right now. Yeah. It's kind of a weird, well, yeah, it's kind of a weird random. Yeah. Just call so, me Danny Elfman. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, have, I have a sidetracky story that relates to that. When I was about, let's say 13, 14 years old, I went to a, uh, as a homeschooler in the Northeast, we had our homeschooler weekends where we would, like the teenagers would basically plan it and get together and we'd have adult um, supervision and all that, but we'd just hang out. And it'd be like 30 of us, right? And one year we did a talent show and I got up the nerve and I sang Sally's song. At a time. Did you? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh. Well, now Wait, you have such to a do good it story. for us. No. <laughs> nah. Oh, I went from being so mean about that to being so proud of you so uh, fast. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I started forgetting the lyrics and I looked over and my brother was mouthing along with me and I was like, oh, thank oh. God. And I was able to oh. get where I was going. That's such a good story. That is a good so story. So nervous. So scared. Do not like but singing in public. It. Do not like acting. But you so. did it. But I did. I Once it. upon a time, I you did. did it. I'm sure That's it was beautiful. Right. Oh, you're sweet. Well, I love that story, and it was very cute. Remember that time that we were like, we're so eager to jump in. Does anyone else have stories? Specifically about the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> um, I can tell a story related to talent shows. <laughs> but I don't know if we need Yes. To. <laughs> I think we all can. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be mad that I told this story. But yesterday, my boyfriend showed me a video of him and... <gasps> His high school ska what? band called the Escamos 
playing at their high school battle of the band. Oh my god. They weren't playing Sally's song or anything from Nightmare Before Christmas, but nevertheless. That is both hilarious and also makes a thousand percent sense to me. It it makes me so happy. (laughs) So as I'm I'm sure listeners know, I've been re-listening to earlier episodes and I think it was previous to you two actually dating or at least being in a committed relationship that he wrote a review for us (laughs) and i listened to it i was like oh that's yeah no that i know who that is and one of the things he mentioned was rope and puns and how great they are and how dm should get off of alex's back when it comes to puns and i was like yes (laughs) well and it's in that moment that i also (laughs) fell in love with so yeah <laughs> he's gonna love this intro. I know he's gonna be so excited. <laughs> it's good to know that while I we all appreciate our reviews so much, I clearly don't always do what they're doing. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> still make fun of the rope and still give Alex shit. Yep. So there you go. And on that note, should we find out what's happening with Sniv? Drake. Can I put the rope. music back on? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So uh, Flick and 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 Bizdira are are flat on their backs, conscious, but like you know, it's a lot. You don't have a ton of hit points, and like things hurt. Yes. Yeah. R- reminder that Bizdira is still invisible, and she's literally like just breathing heavily and saying, "Ow." <laughs> yes, I, I she think is. Flick will open his eyes and kind of like make a, a, a an achy sort of face and say, "Did I do a good job?" Oh <laughs> yes, buddy, you did so good, bud. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm laying on top of Bizdira, and so I'm gonna look at her and I'm gonna say, "Hit me." <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're not going to look at her. You're going to look in her general direction. Look well, I'm on top of the body. You look like into her forehead. I'm, I think I'm looking at her head, but I'm actually looking at her feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hit me. And Vizier's going to say, why? Hit me. <laughs> I don't know really that I'm invisible, this? do I? Do I know this? I mean, you could probably figure it out, but like... No, it's not immediately obvious to you. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I don't know what she wants to do. You've seen us go like, invisible before, She's yeah. hesitating, and I'm like, dude, you're invisible. <laughs> I just oh. told you to hit I was going to say, Bria, of all people, is telling you to hit her. I know. What an opportunity. Which is like, <laughs> it's it's a great opportunity. I also kind of like the fact that I'm invisible right now. <laughs> now that oh, I'm God. conscious. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. All right. I'm going <laughs> to, as Bria tries to get off of me, I'm going to try to sweep out her legs. Okay. Wouldn't make that unarmed strike attack roll. That is a 19 to hit. <laughs> Great. So the hilarious thing, Bria, is, uh, and by hilarious, I mean, I don't know how funny Bria will find it, but I certainly find it very funny that in the instant, as you start to get up, in the instant before Bizdira actually attacks you, the one minute of invisibility wears off because you all had <laughs> this long, drawn-out conversation. So you fully see her as she sweeps your legs out from under you. <laughs> Excellent. And, I'm gonna <laughs> and then I am then I'm gonna use uncanny dodge. Okay. Well, yes. I mean, you just hit the you hit the ground. You uh, you don't have to. You hit the ground gracefully. You you fall on the meaty part of your bum so that you take no damage. That's fine. Uh, Bazira's gonna look at her and be like happy. And I'm gonna be like, yes! And I'm gonna give her a little kiss on the cheek and then I'm gonna hop up. Okay. A voice from uh, somewhere in the trees says, uh, Arr, that was sweet. <laughs> and then Flick still like uh, kind of coming to will be like, hi Sniv. I have to say, the the eyes of concern from a couple of you when I said a voice from in the trees made me really yeah, wait, wait, happy. Yeah, we went, what? Voice. <laughs> I was like, please tell me that vine can't talk. <laughs> Right? Oh my god, what if, though? Uh, then it really would become y'all's new pet. Yeah. Yeah, oh. uh, Sniv says, Arr, hello, Flick. Glad to see you're feeling better. Kit was gonna do something, and I interrupted her like usual. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. It doesn't really make sense anymore the way I was gonna do it, but I still have three more uses of my uh, healing spirit. And oh, great. It's already near Flick, so... Like you get more healing. Oh, thanks. I was going to say that it was when you said, "Did I do good?" The uh, wolf was going to lick you to get like to give back your points, and it was going to be cute. But (laughs) oh no, that definitely still happens, and it's definitely still cute. (laughs) Um, uh, you get thirteen points back. Tanky wolf. And it yips and fades from existence. Oh, until next time. Bye, buddy. Snip says, uh, wow, uh, I remember you 
fighting the skeletons out east, but it seems every time we leave the ship together, uh, we run into some trouble. I know, it's like someone's putting these creatures in front of our path. <laughs> Who would do such a thing? <laughs> uh, well, do you all need to take a uh, brief respite to gather your strength before we sally forward? Uh, I yes. feel a song coming on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, you all can take a short rest if you want. Just make a little uh, makeshift camp. Uh, it only takes an hour. You all can bandage your wounds and cast any spells or play Song of Rest, which I assume is what Flick is talking about. Yes, yes, an extra D6. An extra D6. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, why don't you roll a D6, Flick? Because that'll apply to everyone. That's a five. Okay, so uh, any of you who use hit dice, uh, you get five additional hit points back, regardless of how many dice you use. The only uninjured person kit... Yeah, I don't know how, but I didn't take any damage during that battle. <laughs> excellent, excellent. God damn it. God, I got so low there. You did? You took 38 in one go. What's your max? 63. Oh. I mean, if you feel like you need um, more Bizdira, I can make another another dire wolf healing spirit. Yeah, but that's going to cause another moon magic, right? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And we'd never know what it's going to be. It could be another fire explosion. Right. <laughs> I'll do. I'll just use a couple more hit dice. Okay. It feels safer. Oh, nice. I rolled two sevens. So I got another eight. Yeah. Back. Feels pretty nice. good. And that's only half my hit dice, so if I need to come back. Yeah, that's what I'm doing too. I know, you only get half back. Remember, on a long rest, you'll get that half back, yeah. So if you do any more, those will be gone for an extra day. But Oh, so it's half okay. your level, right? Right. Half your level you get back on a short rest, yes. Okay, that was riveting. Yep, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Flick... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I ask these questions, but um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your yes. song of rest? Well, I'll just I'll just go for it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it's upbeat this time. I love it. That breath gave me such anxiety. God. You know you don't have to actually sing for the whole hour, right? This is why I'd never play a bard. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't make any of the rest of you do that. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, well that that oh, God, that was ditty. a fun one. That was a fun one. Well I done, did. Everybody. I liked. It was upbeat. Yeah. It was. Felt like in a major key, which is rare for you. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Like the it, was, you know, it was supposed to be an energizing, invigorating <laughs> song. So, I feel like I always tend towards the church modes. You know what I mean? I, you Where's do. A little, a you little do. <laughs> well, we usually play on Sundays, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that little ditty, you all bandage up your wounds uh, and and handle things, and you feel much better. Uh, Sniv assists where he can. And, and you can, well, do whatever you want. I, you know, I don't want to tell you how to live your lives. I will just say that I hope whatever you want includes continuing down this road. I was actually just thinking I'm kind of out on this place. Yeah, I was going to say, let's go back to the <laughs> boat and just go back to the Yeah, Western let's go Island back on the ship. Yeah, you want to say somewhere, Bria? Retire. Yeah. And, <laughs> retire. You know. I heard that real estate in Silfson is really cheap right now. So. Oh, no! <laughs> I could be the new mage ascendant. It'd be great. That's fine. Yeah. Oh my god. Great. Right. Uh, Biz and I have a plan. Oh, I wonder if your health spa is built yet. I who is build- hope who so. do you think is building that? <laughs> Everyone's dead. <laughs> oh, I thought that was Fiona's job. What? Why yeah, would that right? be right? Fiona's job? It was on a different island. We just gave Wait. Fiona a bunch of random things. We're like, listen, we've got this health spa uh, yeah. thing. I know that you're worried about this dead island. We've got a like... lot of ideas for this new world. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you could just make them happen for us, maybe Bria will trust you at some point. It's not going to happen. But you know what? You keep oh, trying. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, Bria and Bizdir are going back out west. What are the other two of you doing? <laughs> Continuing down the trail. Your yeah, I got to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right let's um, go. yeah you all can continue on down that trail <clears throat> can i have everybody make wisdom perception uh, checks please wisdom perception checks 
So stupid. Okay. Will you take passive? Yes, I will take passives on this. So, Bria, what's your passive? What? You're just assuming that I rolled poorly? <laughs> you just said you got a six. No, I didn't. I don't what know did you just I, say? I, I, she I, said I, I got a 21. I think you heard someone Who else. said I got chicks? No, she said chicks. <laughs> the perception. Chicks. She said chicks. Because you said perception. <laughs> I said wisdom. You said perception. She goes chicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we you laughed. All, you all kept, you also all kept saying the word to me in the weird voice. And I was like, that's not helping. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm tired. I know I'm stressed out about Motherlands later tonight, but my brain is not comprehending no. the language. No entiendo. No se it's because you're non taking capito. too much Japanese. That's what's happening here. <laughs> Funny enough, I don't know how to say I don't understand in Japanese. So <laughs> I can say that's wrong. That works. That, that's, that's different. So that's different. I rolled, I rolled a, I rolled a okay, 21. Okay, 21. Flick. <laughs> My passive is a 17. <laughs> Great. Bizdira. 14. Great. Kit. 19. Okay, yeah. I think uh, the lowest was a 14. So I think you all, uh, you all at some point or another uh, spot or hear rustling in the in the forest, in the trees alongside this road. If you remember, this road is, uh, is one sort of smooth, relatively smooth, single slab of, of dark gray, almost black stone uh, that runs sort of uninterrupted through these woods. Uh, and the woods to either side are pretty, pretty dense. And every now and again, each one of you in turn hears something at some point or another. Uh, but every time, you know, if you stop, if you look around, if you get everyone's attention, you don't see anything until you are, uh, you've been traveling for about an hour at this point, maybe a little bit longer, hour and a half. And you can see in the distance that it looks like the tree line is coming up. The edge of the woods uh, is approaching. And Bria, with that 21, you spot, finally, you You've been, you, which makes a lot of sense. You've been a bit paranoid uh, since your friends have all noticed mm -hmm. sounds. I'm picturing the person from the Death Island that was following us around. Oh, was, yeah. They were wearing like black clothes. The one clothes. with the tongue and the skirt and the, mm -hmm. yeah. And I hated that, so um, I'm, I'm remembering right, that. Right, so all the more reason that you are, exactly, and all the more reason that you are particularly alert. And so you finally catch sight. You all are, you can see, I mean, in the distance, you got a little ways to go yet, but you can see the tree line in the distance and the road continues out of the woods and you spot just off the path to your right, you spot one of the vines that apparently has been tracking it. you all this whole time. And it's it's far away. It doesn't seem to, it's not aggressive. It's not coming for you all. It just seems to be pacing. Are all. we its mom now? <laughs> <laughs> animal handling, animal handling. It's not an It's animal. a plant. It's gonna be a pet. It's gonna turn into an animal. Okay, bye. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> What are you What are you doing, Bria? Uh, I'm gonna point it out to Kit. I mean, I'll point it out to everyone, okay. but I'll like let her get in front of me because I trust her more with this than okay. me. And just be. I don't feel okay. scared, but I will whisper to her. No. Are we its says, mom? Says the person hiding behind another person. Uh huh. Shorter, shorter <laughs> like, than not, her. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, and not really hiding because I'm a good foot shorter. You know than what? I'm Bria. a really crafty rogue. Uh -huh. Let me see how well I hid here. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, that is a 26 to hide behind Kit. So you're very quiet back there, and you sort of managed to, but I mean, you're still talking. It's, okay, yes. <laughs> yes. She mirrors your movements from behind perfectly, Kit. Uh, great, so Bria has pointed this out to you all. What are you doing? How far away is it? It's a good ways into the trees. In fact, it's really difficult for you all to even really make it out, because as you all have stopped moving, it too has stopped moving, and so you can maybe, you can see sort of where she's pointing, and you can maybe make out what you think might be it, but there are other, you know, non-sentient vines sort of in and among the trees and the foliage and such. Uh, so it's it's hard to make out exactly which one she means, but it looks like it's, I don't know, 15, 20 feet past the tree line. Uh, I would like to send two radiant sunbolts out at it <laughs> to where she's pointing. I'm gonna, have you roll, I'm gonna have you roll a disadvantage, but go right ahead. That's fine. Uh, so the first one is an 11 to hit. That's not gonna hit. And I rolled a two and a three, so none of them hit. <laughs> okay. So, so, Vistir, 
<laughs> Bria is making plans to turn this vine into an animal and make it her new best friend. And Bizdira just tries to blow it up immediately, sends two leaves and dirt and dead roots just fly into the air at the points of impact from her radiant sunbolts. And there is silence and quiet and stillness after the two sunbolts uh, hit the ground. And she's going to be like, all right, great. And then she's going to keep walking. <laughs> I think yeah, that's I'm fine. following Kit's lead. I don't. I yeah. I don't. I don't have any of my plant spells prepared today, but uh, that's fine. I'm gonna ignore it for now. Okay. okay. All right. So you all continue forward, and uh, closer and closer gets the tree line. You can see that it is approaching, and finally you get to the edge of the woods, and you can see uh, that this road continues out of the woods, sort of down a hill and into a slightly lower sort of little valley area, and way off, not way off, but a goodly ways out in the distance, you see an enormous wall, gray, probably stone wall, circular, that seems to be encircling, you can sort of see, because you're a little bit higher up, you have the high ground here, encircling this enormous city. And this city is, uh, you can't really see the ground, the bottom, the right, the streets, the whatever of the city because the, the wall is in the way. The wall looks pretty tall and there are buildings in this city beyond the wall that are even taller than that. You can see these strange looking towers and, and blocks and buildings that jut up into the sky from beyond the wall. And you know they must be tall because they look tall from here and you can tell it's a good distance away. So up close. Close, they're even larger. Do we see any like movement or like people or cars or what uh, we think is just like carts and things? Yeah, there's a there's a plane that just flies right in front of you. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you see. <laughs> You do. It is a good ways off, so it's it's tough to make out details. But you see movement. Uh, it's hard to make out what it is. But yeah, it looks like there's activity. It's not a ghost town for sure. Do we see any sort of gate or like a uh, like guards or anything? Yeah, I think so. I think you can see that the road leads to an a ginormous gate uh, that currently stands open. Uh, oh. Is not is not closed. It's uh, and the road leads you know straight up to it and into the city. One more question: Are the buildings yeah. green? Um, I don't, I don't no. think so. So this is not Emerald City. I kind of feel comfortable just heading in, right? I don't know why I trust this place so, so much, but I'm like, mm -hmm. let's do this. Yeah. Okay. That abandoned little port over by the sea was very promising. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, thank you to all of our listeners who live in the United States and who voted and helped make it possible for millions of marginalized people to finally, after four long years, breathe a much-needed sigh of relief. Second of all, we want to congratulate President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris on prevailing over the fascist in the White House and being the first step in getting our country back on track. Third of all, you guessed it, we stand with Black Lives Matter and our Black siblings who are still fighting for justice. That fight is not over just because we have in fact elected the nation's first woman, first Black woman, and first South Asian woman as Vice President. We still have work to do. Fourth of all, if you are enjoying the episode so far, it would be heroic if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. As far as we are aware, we have now read all the reviews that we've received, so if you've left one for us and haven't heard it yet, drop us a line, email email, Twitter, whatever is best for you, and let us know where we can find it so that we can read it aloud. Next up, our weekly reminder to everyone that we do still have our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on that program and a list of creators that we're patronizing are available on our Patreon page. Right now, I want to take a moment to thank some of our awesome 
patrons for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Sir Mox the Magnificent, to our honorary party member Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders Eugenio, Eliahu of Merc Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Misty. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. As always, we are thrilled to remind you about our partnership with Codename Entertainment and Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Don't forget to check our episode notes every week for a brand new gold chess code that you can input into your game for free loot. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music that you hear on our show. You can find their collections at battlebards.com, scottbuckley.com.au, and in comptech.filmmusic.io, respectively. As always, you can also check the episode notes to find track names, artist names, and links. If you ever get character options, adventures, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Finally, for this week's mid-show announcements, we want to remind you about our merch store. I would say it continues to get colder, but here in New York, it's actually been like in the mid to high 70s. So uh, whatever. Buy a hoodie anyway. Go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store and check out everything we have to offer. Not just hoodies, but buttons, stickers, koozies, t-shirts, and all kinds of other stuff. Okay, I think that's all the announcements that I've got for you at this point. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and happy gaming, y'all. So you all walk out, you head out. Uh, Bria, give me a wisdom perception check, please. Mm, 12. Uh, that's your passive? No, 15. Okay. Uh, I never remember what any of your passives are except for Kit. Uh, so you, as you're leaving, Bria, you hear something rustle behind you as you all step out of the tree line and you see the vine coming towards you all and it sort of pops, it actually pops back out onto the road and it stops dead in its tracks right at the tree line and you see it sort of shudder and then turn around and quickly scurry or slither or undulate or whatever back into the trees. I like Ugh. undulate. That's a great word. The one time I should have had speak with plants prepared. What oh. else will I ever need to use this spell? <laughs> That's actually a spell? I Very think oh, yeah. so. Are we heading in? God, yes. <laughs> They're gonna be like, welcome. This we is a spa hate resort. You're offering a vine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the keeper was so nice to us. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, so you all begin to travel uh, down the road, down the side of this hill. It's a, it's a fairly gentle, long, gentle slope into this valley area where the city is. And for a long time, it's open. It's a sort of prairie grasslands type area. It's nice and open. The sky above you is, is sort of a beautiful, clear blue. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot out here. Uh, no, not a, not a ton of very obvious wild wildlife out in these grasslands, but also no people seem to, at least at this point, have strayed this far from the city. Eventually, you all begin to see signs of what look like probably farms and little farmhouses uh, sparsely dotting the the prairies outside of the city. But at this point, you're much, much closer. So, so you can sort of see that these are definitely part of the city. These farms and houses are a part of the city just outside the walls. Uh, but they're close enough that, you know, they could very easily go into the city for market or for defense or for, you know, whatever might be required uh, with pretty short notice. And you don't really notice anyone at the farms either. There's not uh, a ton of uh, a ton of movement there. There are uh, sounds as you all walk close to, you know, some of them that may be particularly close to this road. Uh, you can hear farm animal sounds, uh, but there aren't really any people that you notice. I think I'm kind of interested to see if there are any people. Me too. <laughs> because of the sure, abandoned yeah. port that we just came mm-hmm. from. So I think yeah. sure. I will suggest that to the three of you. Should we maybe knock on some of these doors? Do we want to do that? We or can. do we want to just see if there's people in right. the city? 
That was my question too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we can go either way. I'm curious if there's anybody outside of the city, or if they've like, or if they've all sequestered themselves, like the uh, you all read about. Yeah, exactly. Like you all read about at the library. If this is another uh, whatever. Yeah. Years of silence. Cien años de soledad. All right. So you all want to go up to a house? Do you want? Are you gonna not? What do you do? You're sending fireballs in. What's happening? Should we? <laughs> uh, it's a fair question. Should we just go look? And, uh, it is. Uh, act just like look in not. a window. My first thought was, let's go look in a window, and then we see like a whole family of five eating dinner, and they're like, "Oh <laughs> my god!" <laughs> we can. I can knock with mage hand, like as we go, and see if anybody opens their doors. That's fine. All right. Sure. So a combination of that, you know, knocking on doors, looking in windows. Nobody answers any of the knocks. Uh, you don't see any sign of people inside the buildings through the windows. I will say, what you do notice uh, is that this does not look like that building by the harbor. Uh, it does not look abandoned. Right, there isn't a lot of dust everywhere. There isn't signs of, of uh, you know, not decay, but like a lack of maintenance and upkeep. Like clearly, the people have gone somewhere and relatively recently, and probably plan to return. Uh, they just don't happen to be home now. What's unusual, of course, or well, I don't know. I don't want to tell you if you think it's unusual. I think it is. Is that everyone, uh, every household that you pass by, every farm that you pass by, uh, is free of people. They're having a full it's moon a festival. ritual. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, farm animals look well tended to still? Oh yeah, all very well taken care of, you know, properly housed and tethered and grazing for the ones that graze and all that stuff. Their stores are full okay. and everything. They Ooh. are. They Well, I mean, it's midday, a little bit after midday, so probably not full, but yes, they have food. And I guess my only other, uh, I, I think they're probably all in the city walls, but I just want to check for like storm cellar type things, like anywhere where they could just hide. Oh, I, I don't know. yeah, there's a couple of cellars. For the most part, they're locked, uh, which doesn't necessarily need to stop you. But I think that since you said the gate was open, my assumption would be if they felt like they were under attack, that gate would be closed since everyone mm-hmm, is gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Interesting. So I you're think, yeah, I think we just not going to have a rogue moment and yeah. lockpick. Okay. Great. Yeah, great. So you can continue on. Uh, You pass through, you know, several more farms, and you can see a bunch more out in the distance. They seem to sort of surround the city, at least on all the sides that you can see, uh, or the walls of the city, I should say. Uh, And eventually you get much closer, and this wall is truly enormous. I mean, as you expected, it's... 40 or 50 feet high, uh, and there are buildings beyond it that rise higher than that, because you can still, even at relatively close range, can still see the tops of some of the buildings. Not when you're right up against the wall, they're not that tall, but, uh, but you know, a, a good distance out, you still can spot buildings above the top of the wall line. Uh, and as you get closer, you can see that the doors of the gate there uh, are are these enormous, again, metallic doors. There is so much, you all have seen so much metal used in construction around here and used in, in such, I don't, well, Bizdir probably finds them interesting in unique ways as a blacksmith. But these enormous doors and uh, you do hear uh, some conversation coming from, from up on the walls and you all can spot that there are just a couple, just two, uh, sort of gate guards, but they are not paying any attention whatsoever uh, to the gates themselves, have not spotted you all, uh, and and you can just barely hear, they're having some sort of conversation, but they're so high up that you can only just barely make out what they're saying. Uh, and they, you know, they don't seem to be whispering, they're just very far away. What are they saying? Yeah, you. It's. uh, I can't quite can't quite make it out, but seems to be a casual conversation. Whatever it is. Continuing on. Continuing on. Absolutely. So you all continue through the gates, uh, and as you step through the gates, uh, you hear a sort of I don't know a very strange noise, sort of like metal sliding against metal, but it's also, you also hear like the sounds of like cart wheels maybe rolling down this strange stone slab of a road. Uh, And you look just as you're sort of standing in the gates and coming from your left uh, is this odd wagon of some sort. Uh, It's a large wooden and metal wagon uh, that has all of these just open windows on the sides. And you can see a ton of people in this wagon as it just sort of goes across, you know, perpendicular to you all, across the road in that that comes into this this city. And there are all kinds of strange things about this. First of all, nothing appears to be pulling this wagon. 
at all. Uh, second of all, you can see that there are uh, there are sort of grooves in this weird road, and it looks like the the wagon is sitting in these grooves and somehow moving along them without any obvious sort of creature pushing or pulling them. Um, the other thing that you notice is, or another thing that you notice, is that the people in this wagon, some of them are recognizable to you as elves and dwarves and gnomes, uh, which is not so unusual because you saw plenty of them in the city on the eastern, or under the eastern island. It's a little unusual because it's the first time that you've seen those any of those species above ground here in this world since you arrived. And then perhaps equally equally but differently surprising is that there are also other creatures, other people uh, sitting on this wagon as it trundles by. You see some that look like enormous turtles, uh, but standing upright on two legs. Uh, you see some that look like lizard people uh, also standing upright on two legs, uh, sort of thick scaly hide covering their bodies, green hide. Uh, and you also, it takes you a moment to, to see them because they're so little, but you also see some frog individuals, some frogs standing on two legs, brightly colored skin with black spots on it, red and yellow and blue and green, uh, but they are all on this wagon. The final strange thing that you all notice is that as this, as this wagon sort of trundles past you, you notice that everyone on the wagon, including the person in front that seems to be driving this strange uh, horseless wagon, they are all just staring at you. Completely still staring at you. And if you were to look up to the wall, you would see the two gate guards at the top of the wall looking down on you, silently, still just staring at you. And as you expand your awareness to more of the city, you see a few people here and there on the streets, and they too have all stopped and are staring at the four of you as you enter this city. And it lasts for a second or two, uh, maybe more than that, maybe five seconds as this wagon trundles past. And once the wagon is past you all, everyone resumes their activities. Uh, the people on the streets continue doing what they were doing. The passengers on the wagon go back to conversing with each other. And the two gate guards look down uh, and their normal activity is calling out to you, oh, a welcome. What? Bizdira will look up and just wave. <laughs> of course she will. Of course she will. Uh, I'll 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 say I'll say hello and I'll say not used to visitors around here are you? The one that called down says not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say do you mind pointing us to the, the town center? She says yep keep following the road this is the main road straight to the city center. Thanks so God, much. This is so easy okay. <laughs> flick, flick. Have a great day. And welcome. Oh, um, uh, where, where are we? To where? Oh, they've already left. They're, they're, oh, they're, they're back. Keep watching the world there. Come on. <laughs> What's the name of the city? I don't know. They, they didn't say. They couldn't hear you. They stopped Good paying search. attention. The wind has so picked high. up. It's really loud <laughs> yeah. up at the top of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Good search, she said. Um, <laughs> I flick in that moment. Never would heard like, be so polite to a stranger. Yeah. Would like to... Um, feel the kernels of the other keys, perhaps? Are they any closer? Did you not know I we were going to ask this? Closer. No, I did. I just wasn't <laughs> sure when, and timing is important. <sighs> yes, they do feel closer, uh, and they are in the direction that the road is heading. Are they still together? Feel like they're together? Yes. Yeah, so you. Do, oh, I should mention that you continue to only feel three. I mean, you feel five, but two of them are right next to you, right? Um, the other three that you feel do all seem to still be together, yes. Okay, I think we just have to continue on, oddly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, meanwhile, keeping an eye out for like... Um like signs, uh, you know, directional signs, maybe store signs telling us what this place mm -hmm. is. There are signs everywhere. And whereas you all are used to, you know, in towns and villages and even cities often, back where all of you are from, you know, the assumption was uh, often, not all the time, but often the assumption made by, you know, city officials or whatever that made signs proprietors of businesses, the assumption was that not everyone could read. And so often signs would be pictorial 
apparel in nature, right? If it was the, the boot and slipper inn, right? Their sign wouldn't say the boot and slipper inn. It would be a picture of a boot and a slipper. Here, all of the signs are written out with words. There are no, I mean, some of them have also pictorial representations, but all of them have words written on them. And there are all kinds of words that you don't recognize that you can assume to be the names of, uh, of, of roads, uh, because there are so many roads. There's this main one in, but it is crossed at regular intervals as far as you can see. And if you were to look down any of the roads that cross the main road, you would see more roads crossing those roads. Uh, so there are signs naming all of the roads. And then presumably all of the signs that you see on the various buildings are are the names of you know the businesses that might be there. They don't mean a, a ton because they're just names. But yeah, there are a lot of, a lot of signs. Um, I just want to say I really appreciate the effort with which you are describing a regular city. Yeah, it is funny though. It's so hard. A, a grid system, perhaps. It is yeah. funny though to hear from this perspective, like this car that's driving itself, and it's got the like the way that you're describing it. I'm like, this is so weird. Like this is it's just because yeah. your brain is in in that you know world. Yeah, it's very interesting. What are you doing? We're walking. We're going. I guess we're yeah. just going to continue on to city center. He was looking to see if we could find the name of the place on any of these signs. The name of the yeah, city. Yeah, I mean, in game, there are so many different names, right, that it's hard to pick out because you have no familiarity with anything here. It's mm -hmm. hard to pick out if any of them are the city name. Uh, metagaming, none of the businesses here in, uh, include the city's name in their okay. title. So even if you did know what you were looking for, at, at least at this point, you wouldn't okay. be able to find it. So mm -hmm. you continue down this main road and it's it's honestly a, a little overwhelming the sights and the sounds and the smells there are you <laughs> you must have come in through you know if there are multiple gates you came in through the food gate or something because the smells are the first thing that hit you and and it is cooking food and it is sweets and it is savories and uh, you know I don't know what you all like and dislike in terms of food and smells uh, but there's there's something for just about every fancy on the wind here I'm literally, I'm in real life, I'm actually very hungry mm -hmm. and my stomach just mm -hmm. started growling. Mm -hmm. really oh no! Loud. <laughs> uh, there are people everywhere as well. You continue to see a healthy mix of, of uh, species and races that you are familiar with from uh, both your home and also from the city underneath the Eastern Island. But there are more of those turtle people and lizard people and frog people all over the place. Uh, and they all seem to be sort of going about their normal sort of typical lives and there is just this sort of general din of conversation and you spot more of those uh, those self-driven wagons all over the place and they do make a pretty distinct sound as they as they go up and down the various streets and what's it sound like it's it's, it's a lot I what the hell that's ding, what ding, I wanted ding, I ding, wanted to know if it was a ding ding <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think occasionally you hear some of them go ding ding. Why not? Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was all about like, oh, this is like an MTA bus in New York right away until you said there were grooves and I was like, oh, it's a trolley. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> I think I'm getting more and more excited as we're in this place. I think it's like the beginning is kind of overwhelming and then we're smelling the food and I'm like, this is the future. This is awesome. I love this place. We don't have to like fight our way in. And I think I might start speeding up. I think I'm really, really eager. I'm like picturing what it's going to look like. And so I kind of want to get there. Like, I kind of want to see, like, are all the keys just plugged in and people go in and out like it's a museum? That's what I yeah. thought. I was like, they're all in the <laughs> same place. They're all, uh, I was going to say, we're, we're looking for like one of the most extravagant buildings mm -hmm. out of it's all like, of these like really tall, uh, you know, skys I guess skyscraper for lack of a better word, but like elaborate looking buildings we're looking for the biggest and one. people are like having picnics outside of it it's like they're like they go there what i'm like picturing like a little park outside of it because it's like the so common that they go here i was picturing mm -hmm. new york city straight up mm -hmm. so Stri i was yeah. not thinking about a park well, I was thinking like like the little park outside <laughs> of the the trade center um or, or like, like town hall or like down, bryant park town. or something like that yeah like a place that there's like mm -hmm. a yeah. nice big building right. that people go into and then they have like a little park and a fountain outside or something or that's how my animal 
across I mean, an you island. Could think about it like um, you can think <laughs> about it like Gracie Mansion. That, that's what I was thinking about, like where the mayor lives, like just having kind of an enclosed park around the building, and that's kind of what we're looking for is like the home of who runs. Mm-hmm. City. Speaking of, let's yeah. find who's in charge yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want Bria to like pull out a piece of parchment and just like go up to someone and be like, I'm sorry, I, I, I need some directions. Can you tell me how it to find... It seems pretty clear from this main street, so I don't feel the need to do that yet. I have a question for flavor and curiosity. What do, what are the people wearing? Like, do we look very out of place, like country bumpkins? Yeah. Or you, like, you absolutely yeah. read my mind. I was just about to say, uh, I want, since since the uh, since the veil has been lifted, and we all know that I'm basically describing a uh, at least semi-modern real-world city, uh, I want to make a couple of things clear, both for the four of you and for our listeners. Number one, it is not modeled after any specific city. Uh, so, you know, that is what it is. Uh, number two, uh, it isn't quite up to sort of modern technological standards, right? There are, uh, and there's uh, world-building reasons behind all this, but I don't want you all to necessarily assume uh, from a person-on-Earth standpoint that, like, there are cars and advanced like medicine and like all of these things, right? You will discover that some of those things do exist in this city, but let's not let's not start from a place of assuming uh, extreme technology. And the third thing I was going to say is that one of the things that is a little closer to modern to modern aesthetics is that all of these people, from your point of view, I think their clothing looks almost I, I'm not even sure how to describe it from a point of view of someone who has never seen sort of mass produced clothes, right? Everyone sort of seems to be wearing uniforms, maybe, and they're all different, but the cut of their clothes is almost identical, you know, and there are a couple of different styles, but but the shape and the silhouettes of their outfits are almost exactly the same. Uh, you do notice as you get a little, like, closer to the edge of this, this food district, uh, you get to sort of a market area, and it becomes very quickly clear uh, that the reason that the farms were all empty is that it must be market day, because you see all of these farmers with all different manner of wagons, some of them very simple, you know, horse-hitched wooden wagons. Some of them don't seem to have any place, still pretty fairly simple, but don't seem to have a place for uh, for animals to be hitched up. They just have these strange sort of boxes attached to the back of them. Uh, and they're dressed a little closer to what you all are wearing. There is still some sort of uniformity to them, but the, the materials look a little rougher spun. You can see where maybe things were patched on occasion, things like that. And so you, you actually, what you all make me wisdom perception checks. We've done a lot, a lot of those today. Uh, let's start with the first person that looks like they're ready, which is going to be Kit. Uh, that is a 23. Great. And Bizdira? 12. And Bria? It's a 9, and I want to keep it as a okay. 9. Okay. And Flick? <laughs> 20 adjusted. So Kit and Flick, you two, uh, you do notice that pretty much everywhere you go, people clock you uh, and sort of watch you and just, you know, watch you go down the street. And there are... It's difficult to pinpoint why, because there are so many reasons, <laughs> right? Uh, the the clothing that you're wearing, the festooning yeah, of weapons yeah. and armor that We're you all, all currently bloody. are wearing. Like, there are so many reasons, right? The, the Exactly. The blood that is covering all of you that you didn't have a chance to wipe away during the short rest. There are so many reasons for them to, to be uh, watching you all. And it's it's not ubiquitous. It's not every single person, but, like, it's a, it's a, it's a fair bet that someone is watching. Oh, yeah. That doesn't help either, the horns and the tail. Uh, although I think that's probably the least notable yeah. thing, considering there are lizard and turtle and frog people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It might be strange, but it might just be like, oh. Does okay, somebody cool. like try to hand us like like a, a sandwich or like some change or something like they think we're homeless? <laughs> that would be very funny, but no, actually. No one, they're not avoiding you, but nor are they approaching you too closely. And like I said, not every single person is clocking you and watching, but it's a safe bet that like at any given time, there is at least one person who's like, Huh? And and watching you all pass down this street. Where were we? Uh, Bria is speeding up. Are the rest of you noticing and speeding up with Bria? She seems quite eager. I feel like Biz would just because Biz will think it's funny that she's like trying to go fast and Biz is just like, 
<laughs> sauntering next to her and like, what? Sure. Oh, you want to go fast? Sure. I mean, we can okay, go it's fast, only 10 but... feet oh, faster God. than me. What's your speed? Uh, when I am dashing, I am going, uh -huh. we just had this conversation. You're going 90 feet around when you're using your action and your bonus action yeah. to dash, which is 10 feet slower than Bizdira if she isn't using yeah. key points. If she's yeah. using key points, it's 60 feet slower. <laughs> right. A regular dash for me is 100 feet. Right. <laughs> As we start to speed up, I guess, with Bria, I would also like to look up and see if there's any sort of flying technology Doesn't as well. seem to be. No. Okay. Yeah, nothing. Uh, very, very tall buildings uh, made of metal and stone. You can see windows that are filled with uh, glass and some that are filled with that thicker sort of transparent crystal that was back at the building by the harbor. But yeah, no, nothing, nothing flying through the air. Eventually, uh, about 10 minutes after, you've been walking down the road about 10 minutes or so, and Flick, maybe a little bit less than 10 minutes, Flick, you are holding on to those pings. They are very clearly down this road and the pings go away. They all three go away. Now, what you're not, make me an arcana check, let's say. Intelligence arcana. Oh, that's a, a crit fail. Is that That is. You're not actually sure. It's such an exciting vista that you, Flick, are, are not, you've lost track of time <laughs> uh, and you're not sure if they disappeared because the spell ran out or because like with the fourth one, they disappeared. Okay, so I will relay that I, I, I've, I've lost this sense. Can somebody else, can somebody else try? I've already used mine for today, so it would have to be Biz. I'll try. Biz, you, uh, you take hold of the spellbinder, use the ping, and you get only the pings from the uh, shimmer scale and the fire shield. She's just gonna like, she's gonna be holding it, looking kind of eyes closed, concentrating, and then she's just gonna look up and shake her head. Oh my god. Um, Shall we keep going? Yeah, let's, cause maybe like when they're activated, they did, I don't know. Let's, yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So you all continue on down. Uh, you pass through uh, a little area with uh, with some some greenery. Uh, not a ton of buildings, but a little bit of green, like a little mini park. You see on some of the signs, some of the signs pointing like off to your left. Uh, in addition to the words on them, the names of these places that don't mean much to you, you see like some of them have little like tree iconography on them, as if maybe there's some some natural spots out sort of that way. And there's it seems like there's all kinds of other things in this city. Uh, but the signs that point straight down this main road just very clearly say city center. Uh, and so you all continue down this road and eventually you arrive at this really big circular plaza and there are fountains in the plaza and there are people sort of milling about and sitting and taking their lunch break or whatever it is. And in the center of this plaza is a small gray stone single floor square building, the front door of which you can see has our symbol on it, the five circles, the big central circle and the five other ones. And the difference here though, it is like every other art, well, I suppose you've only actually seen one other intact Arcanium, because uh, the one on the Eastern Island was no longer intact. Uh, but it looks a lot like the Arcanium from the Western Island, from the Last Refuge Island, uh, but it is maintained. You can see the carvings all around the sides of it. You can see that there are uh, just sort of designs ringing sort of the top of it, but then there also look to be little reliefs, uh, little like scenes carved into the various sides. And it's all, it's not overgrown, it is well kept. And the door, the front door to this Arcanium stands open and you watch as people pass in and out of it freely. And that is where we're going to leave it for this week. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what other modern conveniences can be found in this city. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at @dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Vizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. I love this island.
and in the clutches of said vine monster. Monster. <laughs> monster. 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 What? What do we buy at the monster? And the two gate cards, the two gate car. <laughs> the two gate guards. <laughs> So bad. The two gate cards. Oh my god! <laughs> say it with me. Gate guards. Oh god! I, I wanted really nothing wanted more you than to say it wrong. To say All right. Um. 